Welcome into the In the Money podcast for Thursday, the 15th of April. Tom Leach along with Jim Goodman, Keeneland's Director of Wagering Development. And uh, just in case somebody's listening ahead on this uh, and uh, before they play the, the Wednesday card, uh, we should mention that there is a, a nice big carryover on the pick six for this Wednesday card, right? Yeah, nobody hit it on Sunday, so it's $51,000 going into it. And the pick six has been really good this meet. Uh, the last time we had a carryover, we got over $300,000 in it. So uh, I would expect on Wednesday at least two fifty. <clears throat> excuse me, uh, possibly 300000 So nice big pot to shoot for here on a rainy Wednesday morning that should clear out by the afternoon. And if nobody hits it, it'll be a huge carryover. Or Thursday, which is what we're talking about. The late pick four starts in the sixth race on Thursday, and we'll jump in there. It is a maiden claimer at a mile and a sixteenth. And where did you land? Well, as you will see as we go through this sequence, I didn't have a strong opinion until I got to the last race. And so I'm going to spread in the first three. Uh, lots of horses here dropping from a maiden special to maiden 50, which is a significant drop, even though they're... They're not really trying to get rid of the horse. They're just trying to get a, a better level of competition and maybe the horse work back up into allowance company at some point. you got some horses here that um, were middle of, the, middle of the pack on, on maiden special weight. Obviously, where they're dropping, they haven't been real competitive, so it's kind of a crapshoot. Um, French Toast for Mike Maker. Uh, comes out of a $40,000 claimer at Aqueduct uh, that had the lead top of the stretch and gave it up. Auto improved second time out. Island Boy for Ian Wilkes has raced seven times, all in Maiden Special Weight Company, including Tampa, Gulfstream, and Churchill. Sometimes always for Joe Sharp, the five gets Luis Saez off a Maiden 30 effort at Fairgrounds that almost resulted in a win. I'm going to throw in Bugler for Dane Kabiski just because he always wins a race at Keeneland, and this might be a good spot for a first-time starter. And then Plutonium for Michael Stidham, another one dropping out of maiden special weight to 50. So uh, coming off the turf, lots of lots of question marks here. And I left out the last two. You could very easily go go all here. I, I don't have a strong opinion at all. Probably if I had to take a stand, it might be Island Boy simply because uh, he has been competitive uh, in, in the past at the maiden special weight uh, level. But uh, lots of question marks about the sixth race. Same here. I don't have a really strong opinion. I took the seven Abdan on top. Um, it's uh, two sprints now going to a route for a horse that has the pedigree to like this stretch out. Uh, Al Stahl hasn't run many, but uh, they've done well. The ones he's sent out, uh, you get Rosario. So just all of those factors, I uh, kind of leaned to this one, but it's just a, a lean because Plutonian, uh, Plutonium is a uh, strong contender as well, I think. Similar profile, just dropping out of Maiden Special Weight Company at the fairgrounds for uh, Stidham. The five, sometimes always, is moving up out of Maiden Claiming Company in a race at the fairgrounds, or maybe it's horizontal, but at least not dropping. I thought the other two had a little bit of an edge for that reason. Uh, Island Boy, uh, the second start off a long layoff for Wilkes, so you could certainly see that horse improving. Uh, French Toast. Uh, for Maker, but this one's coming in from Aqueduct. It's uh, Maker and Rapoli, so good connections. But horse coming in from Aqueduct, and would think has uh, faced softer competition there than these horses coming up from the fairgrounds. But still, just on the connections, if uh, you're spreading, uh, I think you'd want to take a look 
at that one. And uh, Knopfler, if you want to go one more, I could uh, be talked into throwing that one in. But um, like you, this is this is wide open. Seventh race, five and a half furlongs on the turf. And uh, I did think you could narrow this one down. I ended up with Maven on top. One here last July, won a group three as a two-year-old over in France. Uh, after the win here, uh, didn't really parlay that into anything uh, special, but uh, could certainly be ready off the, the layoff for Wesley Ward. And uh, I think uh, this one's best day is is better than, than the rest. We'll just, uh, question is, are we going to see uh, the best? Bad Beat Brian has won three in a row for Maker, and uh, he seems to have uh, found the formula with this horse. Uh, speed figures are been solid and, and getting just a little better with each start. So I think that one's probably the one to beat. And um, I really think you could, in fact, I'm going to just stick with those two when we get to the pick four because I'm going to spread uh, in other spots. Uh, Edgemont Road intrigued me a little bit just because I think it's a nice horse, but uh, and is bred to be okay on the turf, but just has been running on the dirt. Guildsman um, has kept some good company, so you can certainly take a look at that one. Uh, same for Boldor, but Boldor's been keeping that good company on the dirt. Now he's running on the turf, so that's a question mark. Um, so there are question marks for, for for me for most of these other than the top two picks. So Maven and Bad Beat Brian, a solid one-two in this field for me. How about you? Well, I went deeper. Um, Edgemont Road, I think, has a shot to, to transfer that form to uh, to turf. He's only raced on the turf one time early in his career, but he's he's put together – he had three mid ninety buyers back last November on the dirt, uh, and uh, one of them here at a ninety four buyer and optional sixty two thousand dollar claimer. So the horse has got some back class. Uh, they're going to try something new with it. Five and a half furlongs on on the turf, and uh, Castellano takes it for Keneally. So I, I like that horse. I like Boldor for Asmussen coming out of a two hundred thousand dollar stakes race. Again, not much turf experience. Uh, Maven for Wesley Ward. Again, you don't know which horse is going to show up. Bad Beat Brian has one three in a row. you got to throw him in there. And I also used a horse you didn't mention, Wesley Ward's other horse on the outside, Joker on Jack, which actually ran pretty well at Turfway last time out and has two victories in a row. And uh, synthetic uh, specialist maybe, but um, that, that transfers to the turf sometimes too. So somewhat similar to the first race, um, I'm going to go five deep here when we get to pick four. We'll move to the eighth race. It is for three-year-old fillies going six furlongs. It's an allowance race, non-winners of two lifetime. Where'd you go? Uh, once again, it seems like a broken record. I, I had a, no really strong opinion. I think these races are very competitive uh, on Thursday's card. I'm going to go with Wesley on the outside with Rosario. Uh, our working girl comes out of a maiden special aqueduct uh, where she went wire to wire. Um, as you mentioned in the earlier race, you don't know what that competition is up there, but she's working lights out. So uh, I think if you were to narrow one of the first three, it might be this one. But I'm going to use three other horses in here. I'm going to use Miss Mischievous, Mischievous, uh, Ian Wilkes, with an 82 buyer last time out, breaking her maiden at Gulfstream. Inject for Brad Cox and Luis Saez because it's Brad Cox and Luis Saez. The numbers are a little light in this one, but. Uh, she comes off a turf race at Fairgrounds where she didn't win, uh, but her numbers back on the dirt look a little bit better. And I'm also going to use Dealing Justice for Ray Raymond Handel. Um, this horse gave it up at Aqueduct in a stakes race at, after coming off a maiden win. Um, don't know what happened in that race, but um, 
she was not persevered with after she got uh, to the lead top of the stretch. She had an 83 buyer when she broke her maiden, and they throw her right into a listed stakes. So, um, and went off at five to one. So she's got some some ability if she's recovered from that bad race. Um, but four deep here, our working girl would probably be my win pick if you made me pick one. I ended up going with uh, Sephora Tadada, uh, Sephora Dada, who won on opening day, uh, breaking the maiden. Now she's coming back uh, in this first level allowance later in the meet. You'll see horses run sometimes, occasionally tw- twice, sometimes, and sometimes occasionally three times in a meet. But it's usually claimers that uh, get good, get good, and they just want to strike while the iron's hot. Um, so this horse is running back on very short rest. But the Colebrook Barn's been hot, and um, the horse came off a layoff and ran far and away her best race. Beat a good field on opening day. So I'm going to take, uh, didn't have a strong opinion, so I'm going to take that horse to come back and make it two in a row, just on the angle that uh, it's a sharp trainer that's doing something that we don't typically see. So suggests he's got uh, a lot of confidence, and this one must be doing really well. Uh, mischievous. Uh, that 82 buyer certainly jumps off the page. That one's next for me. And then I've got our working girl, uh, third for Wesley Ward, uh, coming off the layoff. And then the other one would be inject for, uh, Brad Cox. And uh, just because of the connections that, that you mentioned, I think you got to throw that one in. She does look a little light. I think on figures I'm like you, but, uh, just on the connections, I'm going to throw that one in as well. So I'm going four deep when we get to the pick four. Ninth race is on the turf at a mile and an eighth. Maiden race, going to be a turf with certainly some give in the ground with all the rain that we've had. I ended up with uh, Costana on top, uh, a good second at Gulfstream uh, back on February 13th. The third place finisher has come back to win out of that race. Uh, so that one looks pretty strong to me. The six horse kind ways. It's Shug McGahee, a horse coming up from Gulfstream. Horse did no running first time, I grant you that. But the connections are strong. And this is a granddaughter of Dynaformer. The uh, the mare is by Dynaformer. And I've seen these horses with that Dynaformer bloodline really seem to love this turf course. So because of the connections and that pedigree angle, I'm not going to leave that one off my ticket. Uh, Flippant, uh, I'll throw on there, uh, that uh, is, is bred to love the turf and going long, which is what uh, this one gets here. Uh, Maid of Honor, good 72 buyer fig last time at the fairgrounds, which was nice improvement. And then uh, Ballymore Star, just on the angle coming up from those Gulfstream races, I'll throw that one in as well. So I'm going deep when we get to the pick four. But the win pick is Costana. How about you? I'm singling Costana, and I think you're not going to get nine to five on her. I think she's going to be more like even money. Um, two really two good races. The first one, she got beat by three and a half, but then she took a nice step forward in her second race, almost won it at 12 to one. Cherie DeVoe is uh, is a good horseman with limited stock, but uh, she she gets them ready and and this horse moves forward off that 77 buyer. I don't see anybody in this field that can touch her. Um, Ballymore Star's got some question marks. Um, Maid of Honor, 72 in a in a maiden special weight at at fairgrounds. Uh, Got to believe that Gulfstream race on February 13th was tougher with Katama Moonlight coming back to win out of that race. So um, this is this is my strong opinion, and um, not going to even talk about other horses. I think Costana is the single here. I think you build your your 
pick four ticket in the first three legs, and then you take a stand with Costana. So how have you built your pick four ticket? All right. Uh, sixth race, I got one, two, four, five, six, uh, with no real strong opinion. Plutonium, sometimes always, Island Boy, all of them, I think I was shot. Could go even deeper, could go all there if I had, if, if you have the bankroll. Uh, second leg, the seventh race, I went one, two, three, five, and eight. Um, Maven and probably, um, uh, Joker on Jack for Wesley Ward, top picks, but again, no strong favorite. Two, four, six, seven in the eighth race. I did miss Saw for Adada, uh, coming off that Keeneland win, so I would probably put that horse in there. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna up my ticket to one, two, four, six, seven. You talk me into that one, cause I do love horses coming back off a win here at Keeneland. You see that all the time. So one, two, four, six, seven. So we got five by five by five. Which turns out to be sixty-two fifty, singling the two in the last leg. I am going four deep to start one four five seven. Take the two horses in the turf race, Maven and Bad Beat Brian, three and five. One two four seven in the eighth, all the ones I mentioned, and five deep in the last leg, two six seven, eight ten. If if, if Costana gets beat, I think it gets really wide open there, and um, so I'm going to play it that way and. Uh, try to uh, see if I can catch maybe a price in that last leg and really boost up the pick four. It's an $80 ticket. If you want to cut it down, you could uh, certainly uh, trim in that last leg, or you could single Maven in the second leg and cut the ticket in half. Um, but an $80 ticket is what I'm going to play in my pick four for the Thursday card at Keeneland. Best of luck as you move through the Thursday card, and we'll be back to take a look at what happens on Friday. Got a stakes race, the Double Dog Dare, coming up on the Friday card. So we'll talk about that as part of the Late Pick 4 in our next edition of the In the Money Podcast for KeenelandSelect.com.